0: Welcome to the Kaleidoscope. This is a podcast from CBS News. Your usual host, Allison Keyes, is away. I'm Steve Dorsey in Washington. We do have a report from Allison on abortion rights and its impact on minority communities ahead of Tuesday's midterm elections. We also have a conversation about crime and a look at the Latino vote. That's up next after this short break.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole?
2: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Now to a big campaign 2022 issue, abortion rights.
2: Whether one is an anti-abortion rights advocate or... A pro-abortion rights advocate, it's been emotional. The first bill that I will send to the Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. But Republicans like Senator Lindsey Graham want a national ban on abortion. If we take back the House and the Senate, I can assure you we'll have a vote on our bill. National Right to Life President Committee Carol Tobias says...
3: We're certainly excited,
2: optimistic. So is Jenny Lawson at Planned Parenthood Votes. We are hopeful. We are energized. Priest for Life's father, Frank Pavone, wants voters to see not government restrictions of rights, but government protection of the fundamental right to life. Professor Bethany Everett says the LGBTQ community is worried.
3: It is definitely going to disproportionately hurt LGBTQ populations.
2: Ohio researcher Tamika Odom says some Black women have had to wait for abortions because they didn't have the money. But black conservative Whitley Yates thinks black women are targeted by pro-abortion rights advocates. This issue is marketed to us more. Allison Keyes, CBS News.
0: Now to one of the other top issues this year for voters, crime. Rachel Eisenberg is senior director for criminal justice reform at the Center for American Progress. Rachel, you see it in ads, especially from Republicans who say Democrats have let criminals run loose in big cities but what does the data say about that
3: research uh, shows that the the greatest concern for voters is not just crime in general but gun violence in particular um and i think that what you're a lot of the the advertising and rhetoric you're hearing in this last week leading up to the election is the lies and misinformation about democrats policies on crime and criminal justice.
0: Okay, let's start from scratch here. Is according to the data that, that you have, is crime rising in big cities in the way Republicans say it is?
3: We are really seeing a a changing of the of the trends when it comes to crime data. Um, you know, early early results looking um, from the council on criminal justice looking at crime data from across the country in particular is showing a slowing of uh, the rise in, in what we saw uh, over the previous years, the pandemic of uh, homicides and in particular gun-related homicides. Um, The data is moving in the right direction when it comes to crime. There was, you know, and a spike as in the early period of the pandemic. Um, And as things settle down and as people kind of go about their lives, um, those trends are reversing. Um, And that's happening, you know, to varying degrees in cities across the country.
0: Republicans say and argue in those ads that Democrats want to defund police. Is that the case in policies that you've examined?
3: So that's I mean, that's a very convenient talking point uh, for the Republicans. But, you know, when you look at actually what's happening in cities across the country and in particularly those that are being led by by Democrats, you see increasing investments in policing and increasing investments in crime prevention programs that are actually shown uh, to decrease crime and have evidence behind them. You know, you have mayors investing in increasing the ability for police to resolve cases and to clear their backlogs, as well as to, you know, reinforce supports with Community violence intervention programs and you know peop- other you know social workers and supports that actually help respond to people and meet their needs in the community. These are tactics that are showing support for the police and supporting communities uh, in ways that actually make everyone safer, as opposed to Rep- what Republicans are doing, which is just you know latching onto a talking point.
0: Uh, in terms of talking points, uh, Democrats, for their part, say that. Gun control is is effective. That might be effective, uh, especially when we talk about mass shootings and, and targeting some types of weapons. Is that effective, do you think, in controlling trends of gun crime across the U.S.?
3: And as I mentioned earlier, you know, the concerns about um, the rise in shootings are real for voters, and there is evidence that shows that gun control measures Um, and and places that really have strengthened their gun laws are seeing fewer shootings. And so, you know, when when a jurisdiction or a state has has weak gun laws, there are more guns that are available and there are more shootings that are happening. And so efforts to actually, uh, you know, uh, ensure that people need to have a permit to carry a weapon and other, you know, gun control measures have have demonstrated their effectiveness and actually reducing gun violence. Um, and, and it is, imp- those measures are increasingly important to, to making people feel safe and actually doing the things that our communities need, which is per- stopping the violence.
0: All right. Now, an important part of this is how we are sensitive to minority communities affected by not only gun violence, but, uh, policies around gun violence? How do we include that in our discussions when we talk about combating especially violent crime in this country?
3: Sure. So, I mean, it is. it should be no surprise that, you know, after decades of, you know, divestment and resources being um, kind of uh, taken out of communities of color, that um, there is a greater need for efforts like prevention programs like that 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 divert resources back into those communities in ways that prevent violence before it happens and there's no shortage of evidence that investing in mental health and substance use disorder treatment investing in education and jobs in communities where those resources are less available um will will have the best will produce the results that we all want to see will actually prevent crime before it happens and not just responding after the fact. And so uh, those those types of investments, those types of interventions are critical to to creating um, healthy and 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 whole communities.
0: Rachel Eisenberg, Senior Director for Criminal Justice Reform at the Center for American Progress. Moving on to the Latino vote, something the GOP is hoping to capitalize on in places like Florida. Here's CBS's Christian Benavides. Florida Democrat Debbie Mukersel-Powell has a cautionary tale for her party. Elected to the U.S. House in 2018, she lost her seat two years later, when her majority Latino community took a hard turn to the right.
1: I think that it was a combination of factors, but misinformation absolutely was part of the reason.
0: Booker Powell points to a GOP-financed campaign, spreading fears Democrats will bring the policies of socialist countries that many Latinos fled. Pew Research finds the economy, health care, and education as top issues for Latino voters. Thanks for joining us, and thanks to Alan Pang for his production assistance. You can catch Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday, follow the show on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio these days. Also, leave a rating and review. I'm Steve Dorsey, CBS News.
2: Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on
1: the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show. It's going to be coming out every Thursday. So exciting. You'll, you'll be saying to yourself, "TGIT." Thank God it's Thursday. We're going to be talking about All the things that hopefully obsess you in the same way that they obsess me. The election, economics, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. And I know that I listed that fourth, but in importance, it's probably second I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? I mean, talk about innovative. Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.